I'm, I, I could be interrupted from this podcast by, you know, my wife saying, screaming down, down the stairwell, I'm having a baby. My lord. Wouldn't dude. that be amazing? That'd be an amazing end to the show. That, Almost as good as like when you had to leave because your, you know, house could explode. Well, okay, we we played that up a little bit. You know, <laughs> okay. There well, was a, my, there was there I, was a smell of sulfur basically. Yeah. Well, which is what gas smells like mm-hmm. apparently. Sure. That's what they tell me. I can't actually smell it. I don't know why. So, yeah, I've it's been, for me, it's been a crazy couple of days, like a crazy, you know, knowing that this baby could come at any moment and then getting the flu and and being completely immobile. Oh, could you imagine? And and at this point in the pregnancy, you must have been on like solid sequestration as well. Um, well, we kind of, it kind of was like a surprise because Max had been acting, my, my three-year-old had been acting like a little sick and stuff for a couple days. Mm Mm-hmm. But kids are always sick, so we didn't think twice about it. And then it like sort of hit him hard suddenly, and then it hit me hard, super suddenly. So then we immediately went to the clinic and figured, and they were like, "Yeah, you guys got the flu." And at that point, Jenny had been around us enough that they were just like, "Okay, we're putting you on, you know, antibiotics and stuff like that immediately." But she has her, she had her flu shot and stuff, and I haven't had mine. And apparently, three-year-olds doesn't really matter even if they have their flu shot really so, so far she, yeah because they say like little kids get it no matter what it's like inevitable um honestly i could say i don't think i've ever had the flu before because that not was, like that no that was awful that was so bad um but uh so far my lady's okay so i guess we'll see all right well we'll hang in there now hold on <laughs> let's let's see if we can actually start an episode of NetEds. Sure. It's either going to work or it's just going to say no. Because basically we're about to find out if the sounds are loaded into memory when it does this. People for years always going, how come you don't do Jane Saw and Bob video games? I can barely make a fucking movie, as I've been told. <laughs> I can't fucking make a video game to save my life. I don't even, wouldn't even know where to begin. So when somebody says, hey, I want to put Jane Saw and Bob in a video game, you listen, man. Justin Woodward, who's created indie games for a while now, has a partner on this new game, Jane Saw and Bob Chronic Blood Punch. <laughs> Piece of genius now justin wants to do it because he's got credibility in the genre and whatnot the guy who kind of brought it to my attention is elias himself trevor Furman. explain to all these people listening so the story is jay and silent bob their customers are mysteriously missing and they decide to try and go find them and they go exploring and there's like a new mall that has opened up when they get in they quickly find out that they can't get back out it's like a it's basically like a labyrinth God damn it, there's my Mallrats sequel. (laughs) Each area is a different area in the mall. A recognizable place in a mall, like whether it's a Victoria's Secret or like a Brookstone or something. We're going to see other people from the Skewniverse in it. If we raise enough money, we'll be able to afford the licenses. Right, all right. Our story stands on its own with the Jay and Silent Bob characters, but we would love for there to be a pussy troll. Uh, (laughs) Pussy troll would be hilarious. Yeah, and I would love to have like VSQ characters come in. One of our goals in the conception of the game is as faithfully as we can, like trans 
translate the feel of Askew movies into mm. into video games. One of the systems that we're building is a conversation system that feels kind of like a fighting game. Like if you're Jay, these comic bubbles will pop up over his head, uh, portions of phrases, and you grab them from the air and it goes into a line at the bottom and then you build your insult. How the enemy responds is directly linked to how you choose your phrases. It's kind of easier to look. Up. Yeah. The goal is to introduce cool dialogue into the game, but not in a way that feels passive. Like we wanted it to feel more dynamic. That's yeah, fucking dope. Cool. We're going to make the character system so we can swap things out. Definitely. Mm. In your world, it's like you sell the game once and you can expand it like a year later or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like people who give us $25 will receive a complete game. Uh, it's at fig.co right now. So they don't even have to add a slash your address. Once you go there, you are it It'll for, be, for it, right yeah. now. <laughs> we'll put some money behind it, man. I want to see this game now. I've had a lot of people ask me, how do I get moose jaws? One of the easiest ways in the world, man, if you're a gamer and you're like, fuck, I'd like to be in that, bang. Or if you just want a copy of the game, bang, you can fund. Or there's a bunch of other rewards. We have like 14 tiers or something going from 10 all the way up to thousands of dollars. Go to fig, F-I-G dot C-O and pump some money into this game, man. This is NetHeads. With clever meme, with funny tweet, I'll never leave my office seat. Those who think they know what's right, listen on Sundays to NetHeads, all right? You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now, so when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek, giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status. Mega nerd status. NetHeads. 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 You guys rock. And now, here's Will and Trent. That opening just gets more and more awkward with each episode. <laughs> Doesn't it? It doesn't bother me at all. I'm, <laughs> I, it's it's total like I wish I could just pretend to be Trent. I, that would wouldn't that be amazing? We should have done that. We should have done we just that. Didn't where... even set, we didn't even let it go, and I just pretended to be him the whole time. No, Except it, I couldn't do no, his no, no, voice. No. Even it, you didn't even pretend to be him, other than the fact that we referred to you as Trent the whole time. Sure. And 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 you just went with it. That would have been amazing and awkward. I would have loved that. I don't even think it would be. I think it would be. It wouldn't be awkward because I could totally play along. I think it would be more confusing. Yeah, I think people true. would tune in and they'd be like, "Are they playing a joke on me, or did they do something with the mic?" But my personality <laughs> is nothing like Trent's. In as much like I don't have his his geek knowledge. You know, like his. I don't have that sort of. Uh, next levelness. I can't pull y- facts y- like he does. Yank got his book smarts. I don't got his, his book no. learnings. No, I do not have that. Okay. So people would be like, "What happened? Like he sounds different. He's acting different." Well, oh, at this point, everyone has heard me on different on old past episodes already. I assume. Well, by now, because and two, it would have been funnier as well because one of the things I thought about uh, before we sat down to record was. How great it would be to just title this one Trent Who with a question mark, right? 
sure. to make people wonder before they download it and, and put a vague description all on purpose. And then if we were to have done that, it would have been perfection. That would have been awesome. Uh, but I won't I won't title the show unless I get Trent's permission on that one. We sure. we have been talking. I mean, he's in case you haven't noticed, he's uh uh his assignment is almost uh done, I believe. So uh I think we're gonna be hearing him soon. But I I, I got to the point where I just I needed to talk to somebody. I don't mean like a therapist, but I, I needed to sit down on mic and talk and and thankfully uh, you said in the past, you know, hey man, anytime. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, it's funny because I say every anytime, and then you're like, hey, you want to do it tonight? And I'm like, shit, like almost every time because I, <laughs> you know, just something always comes up. It isn't like I'm just sitting around waiting at my computer going like, when is he going to call me? Well, yeah, when exactly. No, but, but I'm the same way. I totally just love talking. That's uh, podcasting is my favorite. I actually um, am just in the, I'm in the process of this week trying to get the test episode of a new podcast I'm working on finally up. I recorded it a long time ago, but um, yeah, it's the same with me. I have to talk. I can't not talk. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but you were uh, you were fishing for titles, and I suggested one. Oh yeah, I totally took it. <laughs> oh yeah. I now, stole. did you do that because it was legit good, or I mean, that's what it was, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I I liked it enough. It was punny enough for for me and well, my dad mentality that we, I'm like, oh man, I gotta take it. We I had, gotta. We had just talked about how you have an affinity for them for bad puns. I and, do. And I just thought I'm like, oh, I mean, if you want to talk about and it, and it has just enough poor taste in the title. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. It it's it was everything I wanted it to be, and. <laughs> Because I had been so I had been pushing around ideas like trying to build off of getting sketchy because it's an art show mm-hmm. and the whole like sketchy mentality. So I was going with like the sketchy guy and stuff like that, trying to come up with with something based on that idea. And then I just decided because it's a podcast based on art, it's it was going to be all about talking to artists about their process, um, their what what inspires them, all that kind of thing. And then you just threw out Art Attack, and I was like, oh, I got to go with that. I got to take it. Uh, I'm glad I, I did something good in the world. So I'm right now it's called the Flush Art Attack Pod Show. Nice. Because I like pod show. Because no one, you know, it's just stupid enough to be fun to say the word pod show. Well, yeah, it also goes with the first part of the name. It all works. I like yep. it. Yep. Yeah. So I'm. that's the, the Art Attack Pod Show it- should be coming out hopefully in the next few weeks <laughs> and and by the way to be out two weeks ago and it still isn't out but it's whatever. all based on the fact that web web design with me always it's it's never easy so i want to make sure everything's in the right place before it goes up makes sense makes sense yeah I- i'm all for it i can live with that um i was gonna say something else and I'm, gosh darn it i forgot i'm just like dog tired tonight it's it's been one of those uh weeks i don't know if you I'm sure the news has not gotten out anywhere else in the country, but um, our one of our major forms of uh, mass transit in the San Francisco Bay Area is the Bay Area Rapid Transit, also okay. known as BART. And uh, I live at the furthest point on like the main run, right? That's my station. 
Well, for whatever reason, last week, mid last week, they had an issue where these trains, because it's an, it's also an electric rail system, right? You know, don't go near the third rail, and, sure. and definitely don't pee on it. Sure. Uh, it it whatever for whatever reason, and they still haven't found out what it is. It it started having these electrical surges and blowing these very, um, what you would think would be an inconsequential piece, but apparently it's a part that will take over six months to order or something ridiculous. And it was blowing out one out of five of these in every car that went over this strip. So they also had cars going out of. So they've been making up all these different ways to get from point A to point B. This this one station that's just over the hill. And it's been interesting to see them try and uh, rise to the challenge while at the same time having my own mundane need just to get the goddamn work. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. I, I figured that's where it was going, is that it's made it's made your uh, tedious day routine difficult. You know what I, I've been trying to do? I've been trying to challenge myself by accomplishing work during all that time <laughs> to actually yeah. try and get some things done listen to podcasts or you know work on these stats or do that thing it's also been we've had a nifty challenge you know what it's, in some ways i guess netheads kind of has become a, a kind of like a behind the scenes glimpse if you will to what it takes to to power and maintain a network uh, when you have somebody like kevin smith uh, and their podcast network. Um, there's, you know, many different considerations that go into play all the time, and and you know, you're hosting your files here, you're hosting your files there, and and this week has been an interesting challenge because since I think Thursday of last week, and we just finally were able to put in a solution today, but for almost a week, the player on the website would sometimes work and sometimes not work for people. Which oh, is really? bad when that's also part of the tool that lets people so choose past episodes as well. Ah, okay. There are so many little technical things that'll drive you insane. Sure. It it really would. It would. Of course, there are a lot of people. Fucker, I'd love to have the chance. Let me be driven insane. Let me lose my mind. That's not the way I mean it. But it's just it's interesting the, all the different challenges that come up in something that you know what six years ago was just me with a word press blog being able to you know just upload a file and it's done what do i need to worry about it yeah got totally. it on my on my cheap hostgator hosting account you know it's not like nobody's beating down the door of this podcast so we don't need to worry about file availability so much you know sure it's a little bit of a little bit of a dichotomy a little bit of a i don't think dichotomy is the right word that's why i wish trent were here he used to tell me what words to use and he would yeah, help us talk about me. meaningful I'm not, things. I'm not. I'm not good enough at. I'm not. I'm not good with with them words that people speaks. Mm-hmm. So, hey, but I actually since the last because was the last time you guys did or last Netheads episode was that when I was on. It may have been. I don't know if it was or not, but since the last time we talked, I got real nerdy and finally saw Star Wars. No <laughs> shit. No, this I is perfect. Did. Because this is the other reason why I wanted to talk tonight. Not trying to misdirect. We'll go right back there, and I'm not trying to hijack Josh. Just hang with no, me. No, no, no. I'm laying out a narrative There's not really here. anywhere to go with me, with my I saw Star Wars. Everyone's like, 
Jesus, you it's coming out on Blu-ray. Like you just saw it within the last few weeks. By the, well, first of all, good on you. Secondly, uh, I just saw. I don't know. Sometimes I end up following uh, accounts on Twitter, and I don't know why. But there's this one that's great because it's basically like I can't remember the name of the account, but it tells you the movie news instead of you actually having to click the article. Okay. And and with this one, they were quoting the article that was talking about how uh, pirate sites are being flooded with Blu-ray quality versions of Star Wars. Oh, really? Yeah, but the and and the caption that they put to save you uh, the the click was just would have been newsworthy when the movie came out. Now it's just promoting more piracy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved That's it. Hilarious. Um, that's the, so the reason why I wanted to also talk to somebody is because, uh, we're just two days away from what I'm officially just going to call Nerdmageddon because I have a funny feeling and I, I've had this feeling for a long time because I saw a man of steel that we were all about to get a very confused message Yeah, because we love Star Wars. We love Superman. We love Batman, and we love the thought of them being in the same movie. Yeah. But then we're going to see the movie. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just going to leave it at that. And and I well, think you're going to see you're going to see a lot of people walking around the streets in a state of kind of like that SNL video <laughs> where Beyonce the world discovered Beyonce was black. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be kind of like that. Like what? But what? But but. Yeah. When I, did she become? She well, always has been. What about turned single ladies? Yep. Uh, so, Josh, you finally did see Star Wars. Well, this has see, been something that, that's carried across at least two or three episodes of NetHeads now. Yeah, because I think it's it came out like around the time that we did the first episode together. And the whole time you just wanted to talk about Star Wars. And I was like, I, I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. And then the, the next one, you were like, but you have to have seen Star Wars by now, right? I was like, I haven't. <laughs> Interestingly Sorry. enough, I have seen Quentin Tarantino's movie with lots yeah. of people dying. Yep. No Star Wars. I, I have not seen a Star Wars. Um, Actually, you know, considering your love of the man's work, I think it's kind of fitting that you haven't seen Star Wars until now, till now because he was kind of bitter over, I think, the Star Wars being in the Cinema Dome instead of hateful eight yeah i think there was something about that well i just the thing one of the reasons why i i didn't see i, I wasn't rushing out to see star wars was number one hype train always ruins things for me like you have you seen anything about the the batman v superman like review talk or are you like trying to to not listen to any of it? Um, let's. Uh, how how do I say this? Much in the same way that I described that there will be confusion in the nerd streets. Yes, I'm trying to tell a very specific line where I'm not directly saying I think this movie's going to suck. Okay, so here's but here's what I'm going to say. Like, and I'm not whether, editing that out, so I just said it. What's my point? Don't know. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I 
if I looked at the reviews of something, because I'll be, I'm like a guy who will check Rotten Tomatoes and just be like, eh, it's getting a percentage. Okay, cool. I'll, that'll make me change my mind whether I want to see something or not. Mm-hmm. It tends to be the opposite of what the actual score is, though. Mm-hmm. So, like, Star Wars had, let's say, a 97% or something. I don't know if that's true, but let's. it had a pretty high score, I would say, on Rotten Tomatoes when it first came out. So that means there's a 3% chance you will like it. That's about right. Okay. I mean, if everyone loves it, there's a good chance that it's because it plays it by the numbers, it does exactly what everyone wanted it to do, and it's fine. It is what it is. I think you so just everyone's described kind of like, Star Wars, the, the Force Awakens. You know what, man? <laughs> that was Star Wars. Now, I, I wa- actually went to see it because I was debating if I would, when it comes out, rent it and let Max watch it. You know, mm-hmm. he's only three, but he's already seen the other ones. Mm-hmm. He's, already, you know, he's super into movies. The kid loves movies. He lives for watching flicks. And now we know he's kind of cool with clean amputation. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, so I I went like, uh, yeah, he, and and he's okay with things being shot, but is this one kind of, you know, PG-13 now is a lot different than PG-13 was. I don't know. I I was a little nervous that it would go too dark. Like, I would not let my son watch uh, Dark Knight. Mm Mm-hmm. Makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, that's too dark for a three or four year old yeah um but this one i wanted to see just so i could like figure out the time frame and having seen it, i'm like oh man he just he it's star wars it's mm-hmm. it is 100 percent star wars <laughs> but but that in itself is still a to me it's still a comforting statement yeah oh i see why people loved it i totally get it if i had grown up with star wars because i didn't see it till i was kind of older it wasn't like i think we talked about this before but it's not, it wasn't my, Aliens was my thing. You know, mm-hmm. I was into the horror movies more than Star Wars. That mm-hmm. was a little bit more fun. I could, I could watch that with my parents in the room mm-hmm. and not be afraid I was going to get in trouble. I like to watch the stuff that I would get in trouble for instead. That's what I was into. I can fully appreciate um, that. But the thing, I, I can honestly say I enjoyed watching Star Wars. It mm-hmm. wasn't like I, I sat there and went like, this is fucking shit. I went, this was fun. Okay. I didn't waste any money. No. It's pretty no. darn enjoyable, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's totally enjoyable and well acted, well crafted. And much like you said, it's almost like by the numbers. Yep. Literally. The old, yeah, but, but it had literally some... stolen from the first two movies but it had but it had some good little twists like the whole uh you know uh, going planet side from the stormtrooper perspective was kind of neat yeah yeah there was there was i mean i guess the biggest issue is a lot of those plot points were kind of given away Mm -hmm. in trailers and from other people i kind of I, i guess i knew everything that was going to happen through the whole movie the stuff that surprised me were the little little beats of like humor that were thrown in that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect some of the little jokes that I don't know were actually funny. There was a, there were parts that actually made me chuckle. What about what about when uh, John Boyega says to him, "Droid, please." What? You didn't hear that? No. When he's pleading with when when Finn is pleading with BB-8 
to uh, give up the rebel base. <laughs> no. You know, okay. essentially, I mean, come on, let's boil it down, folks. That's what it's really about. This guy who admittedly is not with the rebellion is yeah. asking this droid to give up the entire whatever re- rebellion resistance, whatever the fuck they call it now. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I totally know what you're talking about. And, and in that moment of plight, BB-8 for whatever reason, complies and gives up their destination. And uh, But when he's doing that, pleading, his last thing is, Droid, please! please. <laughs> now, uh, I, I may be adding a little inflection there, but <laughs> and I don't mean to, but it was really enjoyable, uh, yeah. that little moment. You know, the most, the most uh, stupid visual gag that was one of the most enjoyable was the absolutely useless purpose of a droid having a forward-facing-up blowtorch. Sure. To be able I, to make a thumbs-up gesture, but I still adore it. I liked the... Um, oh, I know I'm awful at this sort of... Th- these characters. The female stormtrooper. Yeah. I don't know what her name Captain is. Captain whatever. Captain yeah. Phasma, I think. Yeah, so there's, like, a scene where Finn starts, like, kind of going off on her, like, yelling mm-hmm. at her, and Han Solo is just like, all right, take it down a notch. <laughs> that, that got me. That made me laugh really hard. You know, just, like, you even know- in the movie, like, the movie's trying to be so, you know, dramatic and big. Yeah. It takes, it just takes that beat to be like, all right, guy, let's take it down a notch. I the, loved it. The part that, uh, that I embarrassingly laughed in the movie theater at like uh, to the point where I really felt like it, it was just me laughing. I love those moments. Those are my favorite. He, that's, it, that's my only reason for actually going to the theater anymore. Well, I think you would have enjoyed have, you know, this a, one. There, there may have been one other guy that laughed with me just because I was laughing and it would have been you. Sure. And it was just when he's it, like Han Solo goes from one beat to the next when they're on the big, uh, star killer base or whatever the hell uh and he just goes that's not how the force works and then you think he's gonna say something about the force or something to chewy because chewy's making some noise and he's just a quick oh you're cold and, <laughs> and i was the only one that laughed so loud at that and it was just trailing the, that's not how the force works joke that's I just—I swear to God, I heard crickets, and and I and my—I felt my my cheeks go flush. I admit it. That's amazing. I've—that's happened to me plenty of times. I'm totally the guy who laughs way too loud in the theater, mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's at the most inappropriate joke that may not even be a joke, mm-hmm. but it's so inappropriate that it makes me laugh. <laughs> and I always I consistently get the look from people where it's just like what is wrong with you yeah i um i love it it's my only reason to go to the theater anymore <laughs> you're like i'm gonna find the most Except, fucked up moment and i'm just gonna do a cape fear laugh right up in this bitch. i don't it's but it's not even it's not even intentional because if it was intentional if i was laughing intentionally it would sound fake i can't do like a fake laugh mm-hmm. so it's it's the it's an honest, sincere chuckle, and I think that's what creeps people out the most is that it is that like knee slapping. Ha ha ha! They're like, "Whoa, what's wrong with this boy?" Well, I Plus, remember- I, 
Plus, I'm very small. I'm like <laughs> a very little man. So then it's like, who let this little twelve? Who let the twelve year in here? You're, you're and not, why is you're not small? I, I just prefer to think of you as kind of wafy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but he looks Petite. like Blair Witch. He looks like Blair Witch Project could walk. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. Um, but what? <laughs> It looks like Blair Witch Project could yeah, walk. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm like, like it's I'm like a bundle of sticks. Yeah, is what I think I was oh. going, but it's I a good totally thing I can that. That cut shit be. out of this. No, Woo. that's. A good... <laughs> you just made me think because I'm like Blair Witch. What? what the fuck did the Blair Witch look like? Yeah, or, when did or... they show the Blair Witch? I don't even remember. No, they didn't. That oh, was the, the beauty of, of it. Yeah, totally. I I could totally pull off the the bundle of sticks. Not that I was going there. I'm sorry, uh, but. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm, a, I'm a petite gent. When I was in my uh, late teens, early 20s was when the movie um, The Freshman came out. Matthew Broderick and uh, Marlon Brando doing okay. a very Godfather-like character. Sure. And, I vaguely remember this movie. Yeah. I saw it at some point. Now, around this same time, I was also on the weekends uh, assisting uh, this guy with uh, event videography, which is a sexy way of saying shooting wedding videos. Yep. And uh, so I started to kind of acquire his humor and a little bit of his taste. And he turned me on to actually watching some of the old Marx Brothers films and stuff. And um, he, uh, and because of that, in the movie theater, I'm watching The Graduate, and at the very end, uh, they give him papers, and he's got this ridiculous, uh, like, Italian soup bowl mustache, and the name on it is one of the characters from, I believe, the Marx Brothers movie, A Night at the Opera, because okay. he opens it up, the passport, he's like, Rodolfo Lo Spori, and I just, I had just seen it weeks before, and I realized, what was that? So it's even worse that he says that there's a beat and a half, Josh. And then I start busting up laughing because I realize, oh, my God, what an incredible in-joke. That was funny. And and once again, I really felt like everyone at that very moment would have voted to have me kicked out of the theater. Yeah, those moments are amazing. I it's For me, it's pretty consistent. It happens. Mm-hmm. Almost every time we go, and it's it it's just a matter of my wife like waiting for when it's going to happen, mm-hmm. or it used to be before we had a kid, and now we don't go to the theater, so it doesn't matter. There you go. Now, now um, it, I got to ask you: Was there anything that came out of the Force Awakens that actually surprised you? Uh, honestly, not really. I guess. I mean, it, it depends on how spoilery you want to go with it. Uh, it. It's it about to come out on point. home video. I, True. I, you know, if, um, if anybody's calling spoilers at this point, get alive. I guess the thing that kind of surprised me is I, I had been, I had heard that, um, that there was like a lightsaber battle at the end. Mm-hmm. So when uh, homegirl and homeboy start fighting lightsaber style. I don't know characters' names. You're, so the the main girl, Ray, Ray, and bad boy emo, Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren start dueling it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, they're they're having a lightsaber battle. Yeah. So when that lightsaber battle happened, I guess I expected it to be more action packed, and I was surprised that it was a little bit more sloppy. 
than it was. It felt like, because everyone kind of was like, oh, would she pick up a lightsaber for the first time and know how to use it so well? There Did, was like a nice amount of sloppiness well, to the it, way they both used them. Well, and I think that that was the point, too, in... God, this, my wife is going to hear this, and this is it, by the way. I've, I've, I'm, March 23rd, 2016, the day that she officially said never again. Um, I was... Uh, that that scene and that whole thing going on, it kind of makes sense that they they played up that Kylo Ren was so injured as well. So you knew he wasn't at his prime. Yeah, and exactly. she's very yeah. and she's like a raw nerve that just got tapped. Yep. So that's why I thought their fight did come across very uh, blunt and brutal. And, I like and, that. And so, to me, it made sense. All I know is that the moment that lightsaber moved out of the snow, and and there was even a sense of confusion on Kylo Ren's face, I, I admit it, grown man, 44 years old at the time, I, I felt tears well up. <laughs> there it is, folks. March 23rd, 2016. Never again. Yeah. I, um... I didn't. I didn't have tears well up. I just. I was surprised that the battle was kind of, you know, badass because it was a little bit more brutal mm-hmm. and it did feel like an actual sword fight, which is really cool because I don't know if I've ever actually felt watching uh, a Star Wars movie that the lightsaber battles felt like s- actual sword fights. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of felt more like sci-fi space battles with magic well you know and that's what they're supposed to be this one felt like whoa they're they're battling well yeah because it was the first time where i think probably since empire honestly we're seeing a, a a lightsaber battle that's happening in a practical environment yeah, you know? for sure. Even if that was on a sound stage, it was still a physical set. It wasn't a bunch of green screens and jumping basically from one platform to another at best. Sure. Uh, this was people hopping up hills and cutting branches and falling logs. I think that also helped. I think the yeah. cutting branches, like the trees falling down around them as they're like swinging, made you go like, oh, there's like a weight to this. Mm-hmm. There's like an actual... It's strong. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- that, that whole scene surprised me. I guess Ky- Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. that character in general, surprised me a little in that everyone kind, you know, everyone kind of spilled the beans that he was a little emo. Mm-hmm. But his character is the most... I'm surprised that he's as interesting as he is to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, watching it, because everyone said he was emo, I was like... All right, you guys spoiled it. That's kind of the reveal: is he isn't going to be the Darth Vader. But you know, the, you know. The, but the good news is, uh, he is the sole reason why there are so many maintenance people still employed on some of those freighter or those uh big starship, whatever things they are. Yeah. Well, and uh, I mean, star destroyerish things, but bigger. All right. Okay. Here's the actual thing that surprised me the most of any of it mm-hmm. is from a you know, director standpoint, the acting was really good. I think so. For a, for a science fiction movie like this and essentially something based on, you know, Star Wars where I, Star Wars has fine acting, but it never really struck me as being like the best acting in the world. Mm -hmm. This had really good acting. 
you know, like some really well done performances. And I think it was uh, it was intended that the character of Poe wasn't really supposed to make it out of this movie. He was supposed to have served his whole purpose, and that was it. You know, when that ship sure. goes into the uh, sand and blows up. Okay, yeah. see you later. Uh, but he tested really well, so they expanded the character. That's what I think, uh, okay. or I think I had heard, and and I get it because his exchange with John Boyega from start to finish was just it was it was delightfully ridiculous, uh, good fun, comical, uh, you know, exchange from you know up until the moment where they get separated. Sure, uh, I, and I really like what he did, including facing down Kylo Ren. And, you know, they're just looking at each other, and then he says exactly what you might say if you're, like, nervous and do not know what to do. He's just like, do you talk first? Do I talk first? Who talks first? <laughs> it's hard yeah. to tell with all of your appliances. Yeah, that was great. It yeah. was a very, um, it had that Han Solo-y vibe, mm -hmm. that, like, cockiness and confusion, and uh, it was good. The other yeah, thing I also love is just their blatant saying of, Fuck it. Because, you know, at some point, somebody's in a writer's room, and they're like, you know, it's not like we can just have Han and Chewie show up. Ding! Fuck it, why not? We're Star yeah, let's Wars. let's just have them show up. Yeah, exactly. That's what I think I like. That's what I think worked, the reason why I didn't hate it. Mm -hmm. You know, like, if it had taken itself so seriously, mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have liked it. And... Because I would have been like, oh, they're trying so hard to be, you know, like the Dark Knight of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But it was the perfect blend of just being on par with the the four, five, and six. You know, it felt like that, where it had that, you know, even if it felt like it was kind of ripping it off, mm -hmm. at least it wasn't trying to be more than that. See, it I... wasn't trying to be something, it wasn't trying to be something more serious than that no it, it it solely existed to just become a, a an updated true star wars experience yeah that's all and it and it played out really well and in some point i mean i i one of the bits of dialogue that i'm still kind of on the fence of whether i i enjoyed it or it made me cringe was han solo saying uh, but we're, we can blow it up, right? There's always a way to blow them up or something sure. to that effect. Yeah. This is like, oh, okay, that one's a little too on the nose, guys. Yeah. I, that's how I felt about the um, trash compactor joke. Mm -hmm. I was like, uh -huh, you guys are referencing yourself. Okay. But I let that pass. I can let little things like that pass. How you know, about how quick Captain Phasma there just collapses? It's like, oh, fuck it. I got one phaser on me. Yep, let me go ahead and just turn these shields off and fuck over everyone. <laughs> yeah. Heaven yeah. forbid she'd take a blaster to the neck or something, you know? Sure. Um, for, for God and cause or whatever. It's interesting, though. In retrospect, I would have, I'd be interested to see how I felt about the movie if I had seen it in a theater full of Star Wars fans. Because there was like, five people when I saw it, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and this was a couple of weeks ago. Two of so, them may have been sleeping. We're not sure. Yeah. They've, they're just literally going for the most star Wars watches in Minnesota. One, so they've just been like going like three times a week. They just want to have the most relatively. So they just certain, go there to nap. Relatively certain. One of them was touching himself too. Oh, definitely. I'm talking um, about Josh, by the way. 
so yeah, though, yeah. Well, I gotta make this interesting. Yeah, why? That's why I liked it. I said it wasn't bad. Did you hear me say it wasn't bad? By the way, I don't think I've. I haven't. No, I have. Our whole show last time was talking about how awesome Deadpool was. Yeah, exactly. I know. That's that's what it is going to be with me every time. I was going to try to move this in a different direction. Actually, I had a couple more topics. Yeah, but instead we're like we're getting close to having to wrap up. I know Star Wars. Um. What uh, I'm I'd be interested to know what I thought of it if I had seen it with the whole group of Star Wars fans. If I would have been like, "Come on, you guys are laughing at that," you know, because they I'm sure everyone would have been way more excited and way more into every little beat and clapping and stuff. I might have been like, "Come on, stop." Actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that. One of the things we could do, you and I, my friend, we could pioneer a new movement. You know, yeah. You've heard even Kevin do the the unasked for uh, commentary tracks for films. They've done it for the sure. like up through the Schumacher Batman's and uh, you know some other bit of business here and there. But uh, we could uh, we could take it to a next level, okay? How and so? instead, we could actually do a time machine experience because if you think about it, okay. I haven't seen it since the last time I saw it in the theater. So if you were watching the movie with me, you would be sitting with that zeitgeist experience. Sure. You would be able to hit those notes and you would actually know. I wonder, well, you know, you really, you're laughing at that, Will? I could take you there, man. See, that would be, and it it might actually be interesting because you could try to explain things to me that I probably didn't get or Uh I don't understand. And I could be like, why is that Why is that funny? Or what's happening here? Because mm-hmm. there's probably a million things that I don't get. Or there's a lot of points, even in the movie, where I go like, they just threw that character in to make a toy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's true or not, but you could explain it to me like, yes, that's a toy. <laughs> Something <laughs> well, like that. Okay. Unfortunately, I couldn't tell you that. I am not familiar at all with the toys. Or with, uh, with the, the real the real deep stuff. Yeah. Like, well, I don't know about, like, if I can even notice all the deep cuts, but come on, even at the moment where they were taking Poe off of whatever they flew him up to the or base in, or the ship, and the very first thing is we hear that droid going like that, you know, yeah. you know, and it's just, you're just like, oh, that's, it's like hearing the sounds of home. <laughs> at least it was for me. <laughs> Well, what? How was it? Kevin Smith said someone described eating a, a McDonald's cheeseburger. It's like a warm taste of childhood. You know, okay. that's that's kind of what that was. It was a little toe dip in the fountain of youth for a moment or two. It's so funny that like difference between I I don't have that. I guess I don't have that nostalgic thing where I can look at stuff like that. No, because you. But saw, it would be but, fun to watch. I mean, dude, I saw. There are things in my mind that I will forever associate a certain way. I saw the the original Star Wars films. That was like, what, seven years old and then into my teens. So I was there for that whole theatrical experience, right? So I'm always going to associate that with different stages of my childhood. So it's always, those original films are always going to be like that, a little toe dip into the fountain of youth. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, that's, that's not you. 
you don't have those same you may have more of a connection with like some of the Friday the 13th movies that came yeah, out around the end of the 80s early 90s and that kind of stuff and you know you may be of more of a Nightmare on Elm Street Dream Warriors kind of guy I don't know <laughs> Dream it's, Warriors. It's, it's not like there's a <laughs> dude here's what we need to do we need to come up with an app right it's like tinder yeah. for podcasters so it's like you need to podcast and your co-host isn't available and you could like swipe right or left and then connect up and then start your podcast based on interest and impressions sure yeah, yeah but the funny thing is is i i don't know if i have it i think it's the i think it's a difference between um like peanut butter and chocolate the, no the movies that i grew up with they yeah. only live in there's no they're not like they have sequels obviously they got massive amounts of sequels but there's no way to continue them they kind of all live in their era so then movies that come out that really impress me are the ones that kind of feel like those but aren't the same movie mm -hmm. and generally they're the movies that everyone hates now so like, I really loved this movie that came out called Krampus. And it got no, like, no one watched it. It got okay, Rotten Tomatoes, I think. <laughs> I don't think it was, like, terrible. But no one watched it. But it was Gremlins. I mean, it, it was, like, literally the same mentality as Gremlins. Really? And so when I watched it, I was like, why is no one talking about it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right, because... Nobody saw it. No one, no one, and no one cares about Gremlins like I do. <laughs> like... No, people aren't going like lining up for Gremlins. It's Star Wars. Star Wars had that fan base like that that waited for sequels and wanted more to the story. My movies all ended. Was, they all had final moments. Why do I feel like somebody recently pitched me a, a new Gremlins movie? Really? It's probably me. I wonder. No, it wasn't me. I would never. I could never like come up with an idea good enough to be able to pull it off yeah but isn't that this doesn't that sound like the kind of thing that <laughs> brian lynch might have tried to have tackled at one point yeah totally yeah because I... brian lynch he's he was doing the comics for bill and ted yeah which were great i have all those um you. well and like um i know i'm i'm actually like a huge brian lynch fan but uh, you know i gotta be I... honest i am too my kid is a massive minions fan like i've <laughs> It just plays on f repeat in my house. Did you see the thing that he tweeted, which uh, where he thanked uh, Target or Walmart for setting up the? Uh, I think I can't remember his I th his son's name is either Henry, is it Henry or Charlie? I can't remember. I'm not sure. I'm horrible with names. We've learned this, right, Jeff? Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but he he said thanks for setting up the you know send his kid to college fund section, and it was uh, Hop and minions and it's like nice. oh man and i just look at that and i'm like you know there's a few points in my life where i've hung out with that guy at least for a minute and a half maybe two oh, cool and 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 he's just as funny and entertaining in real life as his writing comes across well he helped me out uh when i put out my cartoon tim the terrible because he either he must be at least somewhat of a fan of big brother the tv show mm-hmm because my friend McRae was on Big Brother. Mm -hmm. And so he follows McRae on Twitter. And he, McRae helped me work on Tim the Terrible. McRae, like he and I wrote Tim the Terrible. And then Brian Lynch retweeted it when we put it out. So 
that's the only interaction I've ever had with him. But besides the fact that I've watched something that he wrote 300 times <laughs> in the past, I, I love the movie, but man, you can only take so much of one movie mm-hmm. in the matter of like a couple months. Um, just really quickly before we end, mm-hmm. just so that we, it, this isn't just the podcast where all we talked about was family ties and um, Star Wars. Yeah. Did you hear? I don't know if you, ca- I think you care at least a little about this. It's not really a franchise, but I guess kind of. Um, did you hear that The Tick is coming back? Yes. That, you know, if anything, we shouldn't have given two shits about uh, guys in tights going at one another. Um, and, of course, I'm talking about Mexican wrestling. No, I'm sure. not. Sure. Uh, what, that's what we should have been talking about because this news just dropped like yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it's fresh, and it's it's fresh in my mind and has me very, very excited. Not only is the Tick coming back, but we know who our Tick is. Yeah, and it's really interesting to me. I I can see it, though, because of the gravitas of his voice that he can pull off. He has, we, he has the face for the Tick, and mm-hmm. that's all you really need. Now, how do you say his last name? It's Peter, is it Serafinowitz? I, I always say Serafinowitz. That's, that's how, yeah. That's what it, I'm going with then. If you don't know who that is, folks, it's Pete from Shaun of the Dead. Yes, exactly. The, the, <laughs> the roommate that uh, told him to sort his fucking life, mate. It's also the, I, I, I didn't put this together that this was the same guy until it, today. What, Guardians? But it's, yeah, the what a bunch of a-holes yes. guy yes. from Guardians. Correct. The dude that made us all laugh in the trailer. Yep. Like, that dude is playing the tick. Yes. That's awesome. Uh, the only thing that I can say is I have I personally have never seen him. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what direction he goes with this because, uh, you know, the only thing we have, uh, those of us that have consumed the tick merely in the the televised fashion, yeah, what we've seen is the Fox cartoon representation of the Tick, and yeah. we have seen the very short run live action version of the Tick that featured uh, Patrick Warburton as, as the Tick. Yeah, who was and more of a just kind of hapless, clueless Tick. See, I I like that Tick much less than what I think they're doing with this one. Uh-huh. Because I think they're going much more like the cartoon, where he's more excitable. He he's trying to save the day, and he's just like a beat behind everything. Yeah, the, he's not a complete idiot. He's just kind of an idiot. Yeah, just kind of. It just takes him a, a few extra moments, and that's the thing. He's that not was a missing. dunce. That was the thing that was missing from the other live action was uh, that in Warburton's representation for me was the joy in it yeah you know what i mean because the cartoon was just uh, deliciously uh amusing in, yep. in its absurdity like uh at the point where the tick breaks up with arthur and uh essentially makes little wooden boy which is literally <laughs> a just a small piece of two by four two with by other pieces four. of of wood connected <laughs> as so it, with eye hooks as arm yeah. and legs um and his utter belief that 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 little wooden boy actually would be able to be an adequate sidekick. 
Yeah. Uh, the declaration of Spoon and its its gravitas, just the delivery. And, and the thing about the Tick, the animated series, which you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons I got into animation. I'm a huge. I was a huge fan of that cartoon growing up. Um, one of the things that really pulled me towards it was the 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 catalog of villains these amazingly crazy ridiculous villains and the live action show never really had them they've kind of got into them at the end of the of the series well how how are in a live action how are you going to have a guy whose head is literally a chair just do I, they could totally do it why not <laughs> now they could yeah I now mean... they could yeah and i think that's the problem is i think that that show because it was critically reviewed really well and people said you know, they saw where, and I, it, I was the same way. I saw where it was going. It just didn't have the budget. It didn't have, it didn't have, you know, f- the complete love behind it. Right away, you could tell those early episodes were like, "Let's try it," and then we'll put a little bit more money to make a a chair face Chippendale. You know, like we can't just do that right out the gate. But um, <laughs> I love that instead of Deflator Mouse, instead they had Batman. Well. Yeah, Batman Well, which always confuses me because I actually think Batman Well is probably a better name. It like really it actually is. It's it's a better joke in the end. <laughs> so but, saith the Josh Arbiter of all that it's true and funny. It, yeah. I mean it, it really it's a it's a more I don't know. It's a more it's funny cuz it's like it's an easier joke to get whereas Deflator Mouse is like a way more inside joke, like inside Batman kind of like really goofy mm-hmm. joke. But it's funny that the cartoon has the more like difficult to get joke and the live action series, which you would assume would be more for adults, has the more simple, easy, but really funny joke. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm the whole the whole doing another live action one really has me excited. I think now with the way TV has gone, I mean, like these days with, you know, shows like Game of Thrones. I mean, that's the only thing that comes to my mind off the top of my head that has a huge budget. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I know there's a million others, but they could put the budget into it. It could be, it could be awesome. Dude, if you look at what please don't please don't kill my dreams and tell me that the tick can't be awesome (laughs) no it 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 totally can't look at what they're pulling (laughs) off with the flash and legends of tomorrow yeah in the way of amazing visual effects on a weekly basis now think of what they can do with a tick costume so they've just got one little part that's going to be the antennas that they're constant that they're probably have practical versions of and also they lend a little more credence to with cgi i'm totally down with that yep especially if it means that nobody has to follow around around the tick like they did with patrick warburton where he's got a bunch of tubes going down his back and the poor puppeteers hanging around his ass yeah no i think they could totally go a mixture uh, you brought up the flash and that's one that i actually just started watching so i'm not that oh. far into it um but yeah you they totally could do it with you know a mixture of some semi cheesy practical effects cuz mm-hmm. that's the kind of the joke of the tick anyway yeah and then some simple cgi and you know really really make make it pop especially I'm, if they can give him the absurd white eyes 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Or at oh, least yeah. the best approximation in uh, of a of a practical creation. And Which I, by the way, oh my gosh, dude. Do you realize the world that I live in? Okay? I am in a world where I figured out a way to spend 13 hours essentially watching television this weekend and get shit accomplished. Nice. I did a lot of chores in rooms where there were TVs and I watched all of Daredevil season two, right? Wow. Just, that's just intense. like, just like, do you realize how many of us there are? Come on. Uh, but I, I just got to say one thing about it. That's in no way spoilery. Cause I think a lot of people had the same reaction I did at the end of season one where it's like, Oh cool. He's finally in the costume. And, you were kind of a little ho, oh, so that's the the costume. All right, well that's that that's cool. Sure. You know, we were we were doing mm -hmm. that high pitched apologetic. Eh. They write it into the plot. E episode one, this you know the suit gets fucked up and it's got to get fixed. They make it right in their plot because you know they sat down in the writers' room and they're like, guess what, guys, costume not not testing so well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, what do we do? And boom, they just throw it right into the plot. The moment they did that, they had me. Didn't care what they did the rest of the season. I was in for the ride. And I haven't even started it yet, but mm -hmm. you, you've made it through the whole thing. Yeah. So you're, you're saying I should make it through it. You're saying I should go. Watch it. Worth it. Did you watch season one? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Yeah. The only, my only complaint comes from a technical standpoint where they were probably restricted in budget because I think there are some fight scenes that could have been lit and shot a little better. Sure. Um, but that's like my major complaint. I kind of liked the way there was a theme that started to play out that continued the, the whole way through the run. You really do. You see all of these people at point A and, and they all transition to point B across these 13 episodes. And... And in the same way that the, the Daredevil story gets stronger, it naturally pulls Murdoch away from his friends who are left to deal with everything that he's even set in motion and then abandoned them on because he's dealing with, I guess, Daredevil stuff is the best way to put it. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I got to try and play that one in the morning. Sorry, a late little Daredevil stuff. <laughs> I'm sure that'll play <laughs> off well. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think it's worth it. But you know, like cool. it I'm just, gonna check just it. like when you got time, man. And and let's face it, you're gonna have plenty of time where you're just gonna be like, I'm apparently going to be sitting here holding this baby now. Yeah, that's what my plan was actually yeah. was to hold on to it for those late nights. There you go, man. I'm taking oh. a couple couple days for paternity leave and hanging out, so I'll watch those on those long nights. No, nah, that's perfect. You got it that's dialed in. Plan. I yep. that's I did that with uh some T V show. Well, that's why I started The Flash, because I was going to see if it was one I could start and then do it with that, uh -huh. you know, So, and I totally will, but I wanted to start The Flash so that, because if I have the baby, I'm going to start something, and if I'm disappointed, it's going to be, like, I'm going to be like, oh, but I have to keep going on this I now. guarantee you, for The Flash, you will not be disappointed. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited. That one I'm, delivers on a lot of levels. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um. I'm I'm also uh depending I have Friday off from work so I'm going to actually see Batman v Superman believe it wow. or not I, whether you know what? 
I'm probably and and this is probably going to be my Star Wars. Yeah, you're going to go to it and just be like, oh, oh, oh. I'm probably man. I, now I, I'm kind of hoping that Trent has to call in next week, <laughs> so that I can. And by calling, I mean calling sick, so oh, okay. that I can, so I can come on the podcast and talk about Batman v Superman with you. Mm-hmm. I, I never wanted to say that. I never wanted to say. I hope that Trent can't make it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but let, I know I'm going to need to talk to someone about Batman v Superman. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you right now, man. There, even if he does call in, baby, <laughs> watch. Just you watch, man, baby. Look, it, you know what the worst part of doing this podcast today has been? Trying that every time I try to laugh, it comes out as an awful cough. So then I have to stop laughing. So it sounds like I'm just leaving you hanging, but the actual truth is I'm just over here laughing it through this awful cough. Yeah, actually, that really makes me feel kind of bad now because I'm I'm inflicting pain. Yeah, quit quit making jokes, asshole. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, there, uh, there's only one thing I could say about that. Then you know what that is, right? What's that? This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. Signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com. Now, I gotta be honest. Yeah. I have sat here for the discipline of playing those audio drops, and I'm relatively certain they're not actually getting to the recorder. Oh, really? But I still persist in doing them because I know when I'm going to do posts on this, I'll just be able to drop the files into place and not have to worry about it. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, 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 but I'm unclear, though. I need you to clarify this for me because I'm not sure. Is this smart or is this truly just being lazy? No, I think it's <clears> smart from an uh, from a perspective of audio but then at the same time like i guess it is kind of lazy because how hard is it to just say like eh let's not do them and i'll cut them in here and then like clap or something uh, that I, wouldn't be that hard either i think i think i think you're you're playing it right i think it's uh i think i know what it is it's what is it it's slazy what smart and lazy slazy yeah. slazy i you could coin that term i i think i just did slazy hashtag slazy <laughs>